here this morning would know your love, would encounter you this morning. Thank you, Father. And Father, I, I think of ones that are, may find Father's Day today a little bit tough. Maybe they've lost a father. Maybe Father figure hasn't been what they have wanted. Maybe they haven't had a father figure. And so I lift those up today, those ones up to you today, Lord, that, you, that each one would know your comfort around them, that they would know your peace, that they would know your love. I thank you that you are always with us, that you uh, uh, never let us down, that you are so good, that your love is always lavished upon us. So may each one today, may, may, know, may they know you as their good father today. And we honour, we honour the dads today in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to church, everyone. Enjoyed the morning tea? Yes. Great way to start the day, huh? And coffees for the dads. I believe they're free coffees for the dads this morning. Have you got your coffees? Some of you may get a coffee afterwards and a picture in front of the, uh, the nice set. Is Lana Carter here? Wow, Lana, that is amazing out there. Yeah, let's give her a huge hand. Incredible. And our photographers, thank you so much. So go and enjoy that afterwards, everyone. So as I said, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're here for the first time today, special welcome to you. If you didn't receive a welcome pack when you came in, then we'd love you to pick one up on your way out at the back there. Lovely white bag for you. Enjoy your morning with us. You may be seated. There's been a... Uh, a few birthdays I saw this week. Timothy Brown. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Come on. Now, who else has had a birthday? Where it's a little bit it's a little bit of a maze to get through here, but you come and join come and join us here. How about you all come up on the on come up the front here? Yeah, chocolates are in store. Birthdays, wedding anniversaries. I saw did I see the Hayfillies had a wedding anniversary? Yes, congratulations. Nathan, happy birthday. Look at all these birthdays. Yeah, come and get your chockies. Sorry if you don't like to stand in front of people, and I'm naughty, <laughs> pulling up here. <laughs> okay, if we all got chocolates, that's the important thing. Oh, down the end here, Zach. <laughs> Need your chockies. Okay, church, how about we stand together? We're going to bless these amazing, wonderful people with birthdays and wedding anniversaries. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy birthday, happy wedding anniversary. Right. Well, a couple of, couple of things to draw your attention to. Tonight, 6 p.m. tonight, we have Healthy Me series starting, so that's exciting. I know Maria is here. I've seen Maria. Is Joy and Jason Foster sang here this morning? 
can't see them here. If you know Joy and Jason, they, uh, well, Joy is a personal trainer, so she's going to give some of her expertise tonight around the body. And Maria, give us a wave, Maria. Maria's down here. She's She has expertise. She's a speaker at uh, Weight Watchers. So she has expertise around what we put into our mouth. We need to look after ourselves, don't we? God has given us our bodies and we need to to be proactive in, in, or purposed, should I say, in looking after our bodies. So, so come out and enjoy the night tonight together. Bring your dad and have KFC afterwards. <laughs> Everything in moderation, I say. It'll be interesting to see what Maria and Joy and, and Jason say tonight, won't it? Everything in moderation is fun. <laughs> Savouries afterwards, eh? <laughs> See you at 6pm tonight. Also coming up this week, we have uh, Business Plus is, is putting on a fantastic evening with our Mia. Trevor, would you like to, to come? Trevor is my dad, so as he comes, I honour my dad <laughs> this morning. Happy Father's Day, Dad. <laughs> it's going to be a great night, Wednesday. Hello, little girl. Um, if you haven't registered already, please do so. You've got 24 hours to do it. Uh, the flyers you probably got when you came in, but there are more there if you'd like to share them with someone. 24 hours to end of registration online. Take you two minutes. Um, when I think of f figures of our city, of our nation and of the world who actually uphold God. Well, there's not too many when you look at the highest level of the political scene. But for Andrew King, I think we need to honour him on Wednesday night at standing up really, really strong as a Christian. And it's not a political night Wednesday. It's about his story. So everyone will enjoy it, whether you're in business or not. You're welcome to come, no cost, koha, will be invited, and Nairi's got some great nibbles that she's prepared, and we'll have coffee. It'll be a great night. Wednesday night, 7.30, register today. Great, awesome. So you can, I'm sure you can register at the Hub, pop your name down at the Hub, or else go to, is it businessplus.com.org? Businessplus.org businessplus.org.nz and it's really easy you just pop your name on there go to there it's really really quick and easy so um, I would even let you do that right now as long as you put your phone away again <laughs> also coming up we have a pantomime Christmas pantomime coming again this year so so for those of you that saw it last year's it was absolutely incredible wasn't it so we have another one, a totally different one happening uh, this coming Christmas. So now let me have a look. I do have some details here for you. Next Sunday, we have a fun, casual read-through, 4 o'clock next Sunday. So everybody is welcome to come to that, a casual read-through, 4 o'clock next Sunday. The dates that the, uh, the pantomime will be running is the 10th, the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th of December. So we need to think about who who we can bring along. 
all of our family, friends, workmates. And there are a lot of actors that are needed. So if you are aspiring to be a part of this year's pantomime, then it'd be great if you get there on next Sunday, 4 p.m. It'll be, it'll be uh, lots of fun, you, you know, it's not, no stress. 4 p.m. next Sunday, there are 15 actors needed altogether. So plus, not only actors, but uh, it doesn't take place without all the people behind the scenes, eh? Makeup, lights, camera, you know, all that action. So set builders, publicity, costumes, makeup, lighting, sound, there's a whole lot of people uh, required for, for that to take place. So that's gonna be exciting. So next Sunday, 4 p.m. is the read through for that. Has everyone downloaded the church app? Isn't that great? It came up with a reminder this morning. Did you see that? That was exciting. Reminder, 10 a.m. So if you, you can download that. Is that up there? No, it's not. But anyway, you can um, download that. I think it is Activate Churches. Go to your, your app store, Activate Churches, and then click on Hamilton, and you can have the app on your device. Very exciting. Great. Well, Sheridan is not here today. Oh. <laughs> yeah, join with me. Oh. <laughs> he is, he's uh, been attending the X conference in the UK, and that has now finished. And then while we were asleep, he flew to Dublin, and so he's now, he went straight into a men's meeting on their Saturday night. He, they are now at about 11.25 Saturday night, I think. So, um, and then, so he's speaking there over, over the next few days in Dublin with Patrick Fitzgerald, if you remember him, he came here, uh, and then he will be, he'll be here, he'll be here next weekend. So, but he would like to say hi to you, so have a look at the screen. Happy Father's Day. I would have loved to have been with you today, but unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm in Dublin with Pastor Patrick and uh, the leaders of his church for a few days. Uh, my thoughts, however, are with you and are with all the fathers in particular. particular. Can I remind you how important your role is? Dads are so important for kids. So fathers, I encourage you, be great dads. Look after your kids, invest into your kids and uh, champion your kids all the way. I pray you have a great day, a great year ahead and relish the opportunity of being dads. Lovely. Well, how about we give it up for Tim? Tim is going to come and lead us in a little bit of fun before the kids go out. So give it up for Tim. Oh, I, that was planned, wasn't it? That was amazing the way you did that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Happy birthday, Tim. Okay, and I need my assistant, my beautiful assistant, and another microphone if that's cool. Can, can everyone welcome my beautiful assistant up here? His name is Ben. <laughs> All right, who's ready to have some fun? All right, okay. So if we're in kids' church, if I say something and I get no response, I make them do it again, okay? And I have to, and I say like, okay, you have to say it as loud as, so that the people out in big church will get really annoyed with us. So, okay. <clears throat> who's ready to have some fun? That is much better. All right, so some of my uh, leaders are going to get some tables and the stuff for what we needed for the game. And we are going to select some people to play the game. 
Uh, what we need is we need a father and a child combo. Actually, we need four father and child combo. Jeff, yeah, you guys come up. All right, so we've got our first one. Please welcome Jeff and Jonathan. Yeah. Woo! All right, and we need some more volunteers. All right, Reese, come on. Come on, Reese. Annabelle, is your uh, is your dad here somewhere? Oh, hey. come on! All right, so we got two guys. We got one girl. Maybe we need one more girl. Okay, Emily, go find Jeremy. <laughs> All right, let me explain the rules of the game to you. All right, so what we're going to start off with is we're going to start off with a Lego toy. You all have one each. As a pair, you must construct the Lego toy, but here is the difference. You won't have instructions, okay? If you need instructions, I will give them to you, but it'll cost you 30 seconds. All right, once you have made your Lego toy, you must get one of these balloons and you must put it between your head, this styles, and you must make your way all around the auditorium until you get back to here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I will let you guys all on a little secret. We don't care who wins. This game is more so we have something to laugh at. Okay. Once you make your way back here, the dads will be blindfolded and they will have some sandwich making equipment and the child will verbally give them instructions to make the sandwich. They cannot help. They can just verbally instruct them. The first team to successfully make the sandwich will be the winner. Um, can you eat it? Probably. I'm sure it's hygienic. I don't know. <laughs> have the dads washed their hands? All right, so are you guys ready? So I will give you a Lego toy each. Do they look ready, Ben? Do they look ready? Wow. Right. I will count you down. I have the instructions here if you need it. Alright, here we go. Are you guys? Wait, wait, wait. Alright, can we count them down together? Church? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Frantic down here. It is frantic. There are lots, lots of little bits pieces. To these puzzles, and I thought, if anyone would like their instructions early, let me know. You guys, okay? So sit down for 30 seconds. <laughs> All right, I've got my timer going. Ten seconds. Oh, 20 seconds left. Team's going well. I think it's a. Uh, a strategic move that might pay off because everyone else is struggling, taking your instructions early. 
five, four, three, two, one, go. All right. So we've got one team with instructions. All right, I'm going to do a bit of a walk around the audience. Who, who do you think is going to win, Levi? Do you think it'll be Jeff and uh, Jonathan? Yes. Yeah. Oh, who do you think is going to win? Reese. Reese. Oh, Reese. Is that because he's got the instructions? All right. Anyone else got any predictions? Hi, Jess. <laughs> Annabelle's going to win. Oh, you reckon Annabelle's going to win? Yeah, I, I reckon there's a bit of a technical now up there. Kenton, who do you think is going to win? Um, actually, I'll be on the right side. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, okay. All right, Pastor Jan, who do you think is going to win? Oh, goodness. <laughs> She's the boss, by the way, so whoever she picks, everyone has to do a sacrifice, sorry. <laughs> They're all doing a great job. Oh, I love that answer. Very good. Very pastoral. <laughs> Walla, who's going to win? Yeah, yeah, mate, I'm not a betting man, but the uh, odds are sitting on $5 on Jeff and, uh, Jeff and uh, Jonathan. So, um, if you're a betting man, don't want to put money on them. But uh, I am taking bets, um, not by F posture. And your cut. <laughs> by the way, it's his first Father's Day today. <laughs> All right, does anybody else want their instructions? I have to tell a dad joke. Oh, I, I looked at a whole lot the other day that were really not funny and now I can't remember what Oh, I, I've got one. No, I've got half of it. I can only remember the bunch of <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I can't. I'll try and remember some dad jokes. I got one. I got one. Oh, oh Ben's got, got a, a nice easy one. Where do you find a dog with no legs? Right where you left it. <laughs> if, uh, if anyone in the crowd is actually wondering what they're supposed to be making, it's kind of like a little four-wheel drive. They're in the forest. So there's a guy with a big machete, and there's a four-wheel drive. I, uh, it's I like think it's all pretty neck and neck. Indiana theme, I think. There is one a, team, a totem. I'm not pointing out who it is, that's a little further behind than everyone else. So a little bit of encouragement over here would be, uh, would be great. <laughs> the team with instructions, they're doing really well. I think they've finished their car, they're just making the next part. Oh, I think, I think these guys are looking at these guys, which may be cheating. Oh, these guys are on fire! Woo! I think it's between, uh, between Reese and Annabelle. As soon as you guys are finished, you let me know. When, when everybody else is finished, I'll give you guys your instructions. <laughs> Unless you'd like to sit down for 30 seconds now and take them. 
All right. Oh, we're done. We're done. All right. Okay. That looks good. All right, guys, come down here. This will be. There's a slight height difference. Oh, look at that. Woo! Go, 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 go. All right. Can we put this Like I said, there were no winners. It was just so we could laugh at you. So, chocolate bar, chocolate bar, chocolate bar. Guess what this is? Chocolate bar. All right, and you kids, you may take the Lego home with you. So I don't know which one is yours, but take it home, put it together. That's yours there, Annabelle. Ah, uh, yeah, instructions. I'll find the instructions for you. All right, here's some instructions. Yeah, if you, here's some instructions. All right, and we'll put this stuff away. Can I have one more massive hand for everyone that participated? I'm going to do my absolute best not to fall off the stage. All right. Thank you, Jan. Awesome. Thank you, Tim and team. Thank you, contestants. You were awesome. And Sergeant team, you were amazing. 
Yes, you were all incredible. Chocolate, eh? Can't beat that. Everything in moderation. <laughs> well, kids, you're in for a great morning. So, if you go carefully out that door, the dynamite's going to go that way this morning. So the three and four-year-olds going that way, and the five to 12-year-olds going that way, up to intermediates, have an amazing time, kids. Why don't you say hi to someone next to you as the kids go? many of you have have seen this, but I heard that Donald Trump has proclaimed a national day of prayer today. How awesome is that? He has proclaimed a national day of prayer. Wow. So I pray that for our government, that they too do the same thing for us as a nation, don't you? So they've been going through an incredible time. I want to read out some of, um, I just want to read out some of what um, Donald Trump has proclaimed because I thought I was, yeah, it's incredible, fantastic that he is saying, come on nation, we're going to pray. And so I want to read out to you and I, and I want to join with, with him and with the nation this morning and pray, pray with them. So um, it's for the victims of the Hurricane Harvey and for the national response and recovery efforts. So this is part of of the proclamation. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. It said that Hurricane Harvey has devastated communities in both Texas and Louisiana, claiming many lives, inflicting countless injuries, destroying or damaging tens of thousands of homes, and causing billions of dollars in damage. The entire nation grieves with Texas and Louisiana. We are deeply grateful for those performing acts of service and we pray for healing and comfort for those in need. He says, from the beginning of our nation, Americans have joined together in prayer during during times of great need to ask for God's blessings and guidance. This tradition dates to June the 12th, 1775, where the Continental Congress proclaimed a day of prayer following the battles of Lexington and Concord on April 30th, 1789, when President George Washington, during the nation's first presidential inauguration, asked Americans to pray for God's protection and favor. He says, houses of worship have organized efforts to clean up communities and repair damaged homes. Isn't that great? He says, as, res- as response and recovery efforts continue, and as Americans provide much-needed relief to the people of Texas and Louisiana, we are reminded of Scripture's promise 
that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Isn't that great? So he says, we invite all Americans to join us as we continue to pray for those who have lost family members or friends and for those who are suffering in this time of crisis. And then he proclaims, now therefore I, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America, do hereby proclaim September the 3rd, 2017 as a national day of prayer for the victims of Hurricane Harvey and for our national response and recovery efforts. I call on all Americans and houses of worship throughout the nation to join in one voice of prayer as we seek to uplift one another and assist those suffering from the consequences of this terrible storm. Wow, isn't that fantastic? Calling the whole nation to prayer. So why don't we join with them this morning? Maybe you'd like to stand with me and let's pray for them as a nation. Let's join together because they may be over, over there somewhere, but they're still our neighbours, aren't, aren't they? And I am, I am so um, excited that, that the President of the United States would make this stand. So Father, we, we come to you along with the United States in prayer today, and we lift up all of those victims, all of those family members, the friends that are suffering through this time. We lift up all those ones that are, that are, um, that are injured or uh, yeah, going through hardship. God, I thank you that you are with them right now. May they know your peace upon them right now. May they know your comfort. May they know your strength. May they look to you. Heavenly Father, and thank you for all the, the many, many, many people that are rallying around, that are helping, that are coming to the, the, uh, the cause, that are coming to help with the relief. And, and God, I ask that you would give them strength, be with them right now as they uh, come alongside those ones in need, as they, as they uh, begin to look into repair, into uh, uh, bringing those places back into repair. I thank you that you are with them all. Thank you for hope. I declare hope in those places. And I declare your blessing upon those places and upon the nation and upon the United States of America. And I declare blessing upon our nation. I declare blessing upon as we come up to elections in our nation. I declare that we would have uh, members of parliament that would make the stand, that would look to you, that would fall on their knees to you, God, that they would look to you for, their, for wisdom, that they would look to you, that they would honour you. I thank you for our nation. I declare blessing upon our nation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we have one, not one more, we have a couple more, but a little wee clip. You might like to take your seat, enjoy this clip, and then we're going to continue in our worship. I don't care how late you stay out. Stay out as late as you want. You want to borrow the new car? You want to borrow my credit card? Kids today, they really have it rough. I have no idea where we are or where we're going. I mean, when I was their age, life was easy. Super easy. Why haven't you gotten a tattoo yet? How come you don't have any piercings yet? Yep, we're lost. We are completely lost. 
Ew, sports. Ew, bacon. If you put a dent in the car, it's really no big deal. It's 10 a.m., go back to bed. Look, whatever your friends are doing, just do the exact same thing. I got more than enough sleep last night. If your friends are okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Stop signs are just a suggestion. You don't need a chaperone. You don't need a seatbelt. You don't need a savings account. You should buy the jeans with the holes in them. Hey, we're all gonna go to church, but you can just sleep in, okay? tell mom what happened right away. Sorry, buddy. I don't know any good jokes at all. You're 16. You pretty much know everything now. I think 18's a great age to get married. Whoa, money really does grow on trees. We're going to continue with our worship this morning. So if you'd like to stand um, as we declare God's goodness. Lord, I thank you that you're in this place. And I thank you that you're with us this morning, that you want to meet with us, Father, that you want to speak to us. And I just pray that we get a sense of where you're at, Lord, that if you're far, that you would just invade um, every part of who we are, every part of us and I just um, pray that as we sing these songs, Lord, that um, we would sing them with everything that we had uh, have, um, that we would um, declare and proclaim your goodness, Father, because you're a good Father, and you deserve absolutely everything that we have. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful name it is. 
Every tongue confess that he is. 
Father, we thank you for the incredible privilege it is to worship you. Father, thank you for your immense love for each one of us that embraces us, that holds us, that caresses us, that strengthens us. It heals us, Lord. Father, our response back to you is, Lord, we love you. Daddy God, Abba Father, we love you. Thank you that you come to us. Thank you that you're with us. And thank you that your grace empowers us. Father, I pray for every dad here today. Father, may you mantle them with the grace. Lord, to express fatherhood to a completely new level. Father, may they find an ease that comes from you, from the very throne of God. That Lord, as they would love their children, as they would love those around them, there would be something of fatherhood, of security, of identity, of, of peace and provision provided. And Father, we come with such open hearts to give you thanks and give you all the honor, to give you all the praise, to give you all the glory. Let's put our hands together and express our thanks and adoration to Father God. We love you, Lord. Yeah, mighty God. Mighty God. Isn't he so good? He is so, so good. Wonderful. Why don't you give your neighbor a high five as you take a seat this morning? Great to see you. Great to see you, band. Well done. Thank you, Lana, for your wonderful work, Lana and team, and all the decorations. That's so cool. <clears throat> well, a very happy Father's Day to all the dads, to the granddads, to the great granddads. Are there any great granddads with us this morning? Are there any great-granddads about to be? Well, maybe next Father's Day. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So we're here to honor dads and granddads and maybe next year great-granddads. But too, I want to honor men. And uh, it's just great to be in this environment, isn't it, to worship God and to take this special day aside and to honor this wonderful gift that dad gives families, or Father God gives to families, it's dad. Such a common name, isn't it? Every child calls their father dad. But only a father and only a child can share that special name together, dad. I know there are some here today that have really struggled with your own dad. Maybe your dad was absent or neglectful, or maybe he's passed away. And there's just the whole I feel for you. And maybe you're a dad here too that has provided the most loving environment for your children and uh, things just haven't gone the way with your children that you wanted them to go. Maybe they're tracking down paths that you never expected or never dreamed. It's not easy either. I was talking with Pastor Rex earlier in the week and he shared a wonderful story about a chaplain who worked in prisons and his name was Cal Burke. And he tells the story of working with many young boys that had a major hole in their life 
there was no dad. And how some of these young boys found Jesus. And as they were walking on their journey with Christ, they made this wonderful discovery that their heavenly father was the father they always wanted. The perfect father. He's always there, never makes a mistake, never misses an appointment. And that's what we all desire, isn't it? Our own earthly fathers may not be perfect, but we have a heavenly father who is perfect. And I thank God as our heavenly father that we all go through ups and downs and lumps and bumps, but he's always there for us. He's always with us. He's always championing us. And that's got to be a good thing. I love that about my Heavenly Father, that He's always with us and for us. And I want to look today at a, a father who never, ever had a biological son. You're wondering, who on earth could that be? Any ideas? No. I mean, of course it's Jesus, but it's the Apostle Paul. So the Apostle Paul. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn open to 2 Timothy chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 1 to 7. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. Timothy's father was Greek, and his mother and his grandmother were Jews. You can read about that in 2 Timothy 1 verse 5. And possibly Timothy's dad passed away, don't know, the Scriptures don't say but Paul has been, forms this very close relationship with Timothy. And throughout the book of Acts and other books of the New Testament, and particularly in the book or the books of Timothy, first and second, here is it Paul expressing his love uh, to his spiritual son, Timothy. First Timothy was written around AD 66, and second Timothy was Paul's last letter written from Rome. It's a very personal letter that Paul writes. It's really, in many ways, his last testament, his last will. There's lots of personal aspects that Paul is sharing before he is martyred in AD 67. And Paul starts off like this in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I've sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. I am writing to, my, to Timothy, my dear son. And here's Paul. He doesn't have a biological connection with Timothy, but spiritually he led him to the Lord, and he describes him as my dear son. I love the way Paul expresses it. You can feel the warmth, the affection uh, in those words, my son, my child, as some uh, versions describe it. Do you know, many of us, or some of us, may not actually have biological children, but every one of us can be involved in developing spiritual children, expressing spiritual fatherhood and motherhood. Isn't that a privilege? And I so love the privilege I had of being able to lead my children to Jesus. It's a wonderful thing, that connection, not only biologically, but spiritually. But the spiritual connection is something all of us can be involved with. Isn't that wonderful? So I was thinking about fatherhood, and I went online, and there's um, 
an organization called fatherly.com in the US, and they did a survey with an organization called today.com, and they looked at dads in the US, and here's some of the things that they found out about the dads in the US. 20% of dads, or one in five, said they felt guilty about not being present enough with their children. 17% felt that they worked too much. 63% of the dads admitted to envying dads that are stay-at-home dads. So if you're a stay-at-home dad, there are 65% of other dads that are working that want to be like you. And of those dads that stay at home, some people sort of turn their eyebrows up at them. And it's 14 times more likely to be women that do that than other men. 50% of dads said their partner does more in childcare responsibilities than them. And only 10% only feel bad about that. I wasn't in that 10% group. 26, uh, 26% of men said they hid in the bathroom to avoid fatherly duties. Yeah, I did that. I called it selective hearing. Can you change a nappy? Nah, I'm not doing that. Changed them for 12 years. If fathers are actively involved, mothers are less stressed, which in term improves a child's well-being and health. Isn't that funny? We have children, or dads have children in all different stages. Some are babies, some are toddlers, some are teenagers, some are young adults, some are adult children. Different stages and different ways that we relate with our children. But there's one thing I think dads provide to their children, and I want to encourage you with this today. They provide security and protection. They provide an environment for a child to develop his or her identity, and they provide for them. So it's about protection and security. It's about identity development, and it's about provision. And I want to briefly look at a couple of these things. And for a child, for a person to grow in a place where they feel secure, a place where their identity is developed, a place where they feel that provision is working for them, it's a wonderful thing, but there's one thing amongst a number of things that robs the development of security, it robs the development of identity, it robs the development of being or feeling a sense of provision, and it's fear. It's fear. Paul says it this way in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Spirit of power, the Greek word for power is dunamis. It's where we get the English word dynamite from. And this power, it works in many ways. It works to provide security and protection for children. This power, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's not motivated by lording it over others. It's not motivated by what I can get from others. It's motivated by what it can give to others. This power is not about who gains, it's about who benefits. And when this power is active, fear has no place in a child's life or a person's life. God has given you, dads, the power to lead and guide your family spiritually. He's given it to you, He's empowered you, He's enabled you to be the dad that provides security 
in your household. My first remem uh, remembrance of fear, probably, or one of the early ones anyway, was when I was a very young boy at primary school. And there was a man, and uh, I guess he was in his 40s or 45s, maybe with a friend, maybe a son who was around 20, 25, I don't know. And he would often walk through the school um, field. I guess you couldn't do that now, but he used to do this. And one day as he was walking through, I noticed he was looking for children, trying to point them out. And he pointed at me and said, that's the one. And I thought, what? And I just ran away. I thought, maybe, maybe some kids had stolen something from his property or done something. I don't know what it was, but it filled me with fear. And whenever I played on the field, I was always looking for this person, if he was going to come onto it. I could see he was quite a distance because um, the field was quite low. And if he was walking into it, and it, whenever I saw him, I ran. And I was too scared to tell anybody. It was a fear that I carried, and it just, I didn't have any sense of security, didn't have any sense of comfort. It just absolutely closed me down. But here's the thing. God gives power to build security in children and people's lives. See Wayne Firth here this morning. It reminds me of a story of my dad. When I was young, my dad used to build lots of things. And I'll never forget when he used to have his hammer with a nail and just whack nails into timber. And it was like two whacks and the nail would just be driven straight in. And I think, wow, that's that's incredible power. That's, that's strong, Dad. He'd give me a go, and I would bang everything but the nail and probably bang my thumb. And, and I, as I watched my dad do that sort of stuff, I thought, wow, he's so strong. And it made me feel safe. It made me feel secure because here was my dad in his competence and his ability doing his stuff that he just did. But for me... I felt really good about that. I felt really safe about that, really protected in that. And I think, dads, as you be who you are around your children, your presence and being who you are as a strong person has the impact of creating security in those around you. I probably thought, well, I know I thought my dad was perfect when I was young, I used to think he could drive the car really well. I remember thinking that, and I probably used to think he had big muscles. But when I got to 16, his muscles weren't big at all. And he couldn't drive that well, and he certainly wasn't perfect. And of course, the way that a dad relates with an 8-year-old or an 18-year-old or a 38-year-old is very different. The most powerful thing that my dad ever did with me was not banging in nails or things like that, but when I was 37 years of age, and he wasn't particularly well at this time, he said, Ray, I want to, let's go out and have a chat. And he shared some really painful things in his life with me. And I thought, wow, you didn't have to do that, Dad. You obviously felt secure in who you are, and you trusted to share them with me, your son. And I look back, and although he was powerful at banging nails, nothing eclipses the power to make yourself vulnerable with someone you trust. Makes you close. And so I want to say to you dads, 
you don't share that way with an 8-year-old or an 18-year-old, but maybe you have a 38-year-old. The sense of closeness that comes from you being vulnerable for them will be incredibly memorable and incredibly empowering for both of you. Going back to the strong things that my dad did, he was pretty good at digging the garden. And it was around this time of the year in, in September and spring that a number of dags down our street, they, they seemed to have really big gardens. They would honestly be from here to the wall and out to the post. And uh, it, was, it was almost like a bit of a competition. Who had the biggest garden in the street? And uh, around this time of the year, as I said, my dad would begin to dig the garden. He'd put the spade in and just turn the soil over. And I'd go, I'd try and do that. And of course, couldn't do it. One of the things I enjoyed doing with my dad was planting seeds, particularly planting peas. And so we'd plant peas, which was all really, really good. And then, of course, the next day I'd ask him, when are they going to come up? <laughs> when are the peas going to come up, Dad? When they're ready, son. When they're ready. Well, I wasn't ready to wait. So the next day I'd go out and I would dig up the peas. Nothing happening there. And uh, the next day I would go out and I would dig up some more peas. And nothing was there. My dad was obviously getting irritated by this because every day for about a week I was digging up uh, these peas and he was just losing more and more of the pea rows. But here's what the thing I really loved about, about the way he used his power or strength. He could see I was curious and inquisitive. I wasn't trying to be naughty. So rather than scolding me for it, he sought to understand, what am I trying to really do? So he said, look, here's a bowl. Let's put some cotton wool in it. Let's put two or three, half a dozen pea seeds on it. And you can look at that every day and just watch it grow. And when power works with understanding, it just brings another level of security around young ones. And so I want to encourage you, dads, you're powerful. You're strong. That creates security for your children, creates security for your spiritual children. And if you seek to understand them, not to berate them and respond to curiosity or inquisitiveness and work out innovative and creative ways to do that, your son, your daughter, they're going to think you're a champion. You're using power through understanding. Isn't that cool? One thing my dad, although he was a good gardener and loved digging the garden, he wasn't always popular with my mum because he would get very enthusiastic about digging the garden, the vegetable garden this time of the year. He would look at my mum's flower garden and go start digging up that. And of course she wished to come out in a bit of a flap because it was digging up her bulbs. And she'd say, leave my garden alone. And he would say, they're just weeds because she used to get really upset about that. And it just didn't happen one year. It seemed to happen every year. So there you go. So dads, yeah, we're not always good with the flower gardens, are we? But power works best when it flows with understanding others. You know, our words are powerful. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat its fruit. Our words are seeds planted in the third old ground of a child or a person's heart and those seeds take root and as they take root they will always produce a fruit whether it's positive or negative I was at a school where um, visiting some teachers 
And I heard one of the teachers in very close proximity to where I am. He was obviously pretty upset with one of the students. And away he went, and he said, I'm going to kill him. And it was really aggressive talk. And if, uh, if you know me well, I hate berating or hearing people being berated. So I went over to him, and I said, are you going to kill him? Uh, he said, oh, no, I was just joking. I said, your words have power. Use them well. And dads, your words have power. Use them well. If you are berating your children, putting them down, can I say take stock and stop. Be one who uses your words to lift and grow and develop. Your children will love you for it and be all the better for it. They will see powers working for them and not against them. Paul said it this way, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is as good for building up as for the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. I just want to pray at this moment. Let's just take a few moments to pray. Father, I thank you for the gift of strength and you've placed through the power of your spirit and us as dads. But Father, I pray that, Lord, we recognize there is incredible power in our words. Father, I pray that the words that we speak into and over our children will be words of life, words that lift, words that strengthen, words that grow. And Father, we've all failed, we've all missed the mark. Father, I pray that, Lord, you release us from every guilt. And Lord, from this moment on, Lord, even before lunchtime, we put it right. We sow words that are going to bring life to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's have a look at Jesus and his father. In uh, John 10, verses 27 to 29, I love this. At the very start of Jesus' ministry, at the very end of Jesus' ministry, this is what it says in John 10, 27, uh, 29. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me for my Father has given them to me. And he, he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from my Father's hand. Isn't that amazing? That when Jesus spoke of his Father, there is no one more powerful and what did that do in Jesus' heart? Creates incredible security. What does it do in our hearts? Creates incredible security. No circumstance is more powerful. The devil is not more powerful. Absolutely not more powerful. There is no one more powerful than Father God. God has given us a spirit of power. The fruit of that is our security and protection. And today, our Heavenly Father, Jesus declares of them, there is no one more powerful than Him. Isn't that awesome? Psalm 18 verse 2, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. Here's the thing. 
when dads, mums, people in authority express godly power and strength, it creates security in those around us. Dads, you are powerful because Christ is in you. And you have the power to grow in your capacity to beautifully and skillfully grow and strengthen your children. This is true not only of dads, but all f- for all of us. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say this. I am powerful because of Christ in me. Now that's pretty pathetic. So here we go. I am powerful because of Christ in me. I am powerful because of Christ in me. I'm just going to very quickly touch on this. Time is gone. Love. Dads, one of the things mums and dads do is love children. Love is the critical thing that builds the identity of a young person, of a child. And to build the identity of a child into a young adult, adult, uh, into maturity, takes years and years and years. It doesn't happen in five seconds. And in many ways, the development of our identity is continuously working through. But the scriptures are very clear on this. Identity is developed three ways. Closeness of relationship is number one. The words that we speak and the gifts that we identify and train and develop in our children. If you have a strong sense of identity, a place where you belong, you'll know it and you know what you belong for. And dads are instrumental in developing that in their children. It starts when you're very, very young, and here's how it starts. Children imitate their parents, and they imitate their dads. There's a lovely story of a mum uh, whose husband is a builder, and her four-year-old son is outside playing, uh, and his trousers are halfway down. And his mum says, pull your pants up. And the little boy says, I can't, because that's how, what dad's pants are like when he's working. Copying dad, mimicking dad. You know, it's really interesting. When I use a shovel today, I use it just like my dad did. I've imitated something. And when you imitate something, it becomes developed into your character. And then that is a habit, and that character develops, and that becomes part of your identity about who you are. You know, the way that I hold a shovel, uh, the way that I plant some seeds, it's just like my dad. And uh, I know we don't dig gardens like it was done 30 or 40 years ago, but probably the way your kids are holding a device is very much maybe the way that you hold a device. These things are mimic and picked up. And so what we model to our children is being mimicked, it's been copied, and works into them who they are. Jesus said this in John 5, 19 and 20. Jesus said, I do n- uh, this is the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. Isn't that amazing? Here is Jesus copying his father. And when identity development, I'm going to have to finish here, but when identity works well, in children, when they grow up, adult children, 
They go, I want to be like my dad. I want to be like my mum. That's who I want to be like. They had characteristics that are attractive. And when identity and fathering is working like that, just like Jesus, I want to be like my father. That's our desire. We want to be like our heavenly father. And that works through the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and we certainly don't have time to touch the spirit of, my, of, of a sound mind. But just where you are, can I ask you to jump on your feet? And uh, I'm going to pray over you, if you allow me to do this. As a, as a father in this house, I, I want to declare a spiritual blessing over you. I never had the privilege of my earthly dad uh, declaring a blessing over me. Never had it. And how I would have longed to, and maybe some of you haven't either, but I want to really encourage you to go forward and go, I'm going to declare blessing over my children. And so this book, The Awesome Power of Blessing by uh, Richard Bunton, he's got a, a, a blessing prayer for dads to declare over children. And so um, I want to read it. And I think you're going to find it really, really helpful. Does help have my glasses on too, doesn't it? Let's pray. My child, I love you. You are special. You're a gift from God. I thank God for allowing me to be a father to you. I'm proud of you. I rejoice over you. And now I bless you. I bless you with the healing of all wounds for the heart or of the heart. Wounds of rejection, neglect and abuse that you have suffered. In Jesus' name, I break the power of all cruel and unjust words spoken over you. I bless you with overflowing peace. The peace that only the Prince of Peace can give. I bless your life with fruitfulness, good fruit, abundant fruit, and fruit that remains. I bless you with success. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. I bless the gifts that God has given you. I bless you with wisdom to make good decisions and to develop your full potential in Christ. I bless you with overflowing prosperity, enabling you to bless others too. I bless you with spiritual influence, for you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth as Christ dwells in you. I bless you with the depth of spiritual understanding and a close walk with your Lord. You will not stumble nor falter, for the Word of God will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. I bless you to see men and women as Jesus did and as Jesus does. I bless you to see, to draw out, to celebrate the golden people and not the dirt. I bless you to release God in your workplace, not just to testify or model good character, but also to glorify God with the excellence and creativity of your work. I bless you with good friends, you have favor with God and man. I bless you with abounding and overflowing love. 
from which you will minister God's grace to others. You will minister God's comforting grace to others. You are blessed, my child. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Yes, and amen. Wow, that is powerful, isn't it? Great. What's the, the name of the book again? People might like The Awesome Power of Blessing. If you want to grab hold of that, that's fantastic. Awesome. Well, we have...